Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. And we're back on The Fan. Keith McPherson checking in and checking in with me right now. Matt Lachlan who calls the games for the New Jersey Devils, and we're going to have some Devils talk. Thanks for joining me, Matt. Hey, Keith, thank you very much for the introduction, and I appreciate the music interlude there. Usually it's like a Springsteen song or running with the Devils when I'm invited to talk about the team. So nice, nice little smooth Friday night uh, intro there. Props to Paulie for dropping the beats, and props to Paulie for reaching out. He's a, a big hockey fan. He's been a help for me as I've gotten into the NHL uh, in the course of the last few months or so, and became a Devils fan last year into this year. And, I mean, I was looking for someone to come on, and I figured you were the right guy off of Paulie's uh, recommendation. Well, Paulie's good people, as you know, and we go back a long way to when uh, the Devils and FAN had a, a tighter relationship. Uh, you know, we've kind of moved to a different platform digitally and all that sort of stuff. But we never forget the, the great times we had on WFAN and the people we met there. So when he contacted me and said, uh, would you like to come on and that you were going to be the host, there was no way I could say no. I was thrilled and honored. Awesome. It's full circle. So uh, when yeah. I came into WFAN, I didn't have a hockey team. And I told people straight up, hey, I'm a football, basketball, baseball guy. I think I know a decent amount about those sports. And I put my teams out there and I said, I'm not – saying I don't want to get more into hockey, especially with this being Sports Talk Radio. I don't want to leave hockey out. And I know there's a lot of people that say, oh, no one cares about hockey. You don't have to talk about hockey. But I don't feel that way because I have friends and I also have eyes. I see there is a lot of interest in hockey. So the first thing I did was put myself out there to all three teams. And, of course, the Devils reached out. First it was Glenn, who's a bartender, um, works in Prudential Center reached out, and then next thing you know, the Devils reach out. They roll the red carpet out for me. I came to the game in February last year against the Hurricanes. I think the final score was 7-4, so 11 goals scored. I know that doesn't usually happen, but uh, it was crazy. And right there, I was like, okay, I pledge my allegiance to the New Jersey Devils. I, I, I'm born and raised New Jersey, and uh, it made a lot of sense. So coming into this year, I said, okay, this is going to be the first season I watch from start to finish. I hope they get off to a hot hot start. I hope they play well. And that has happened. So let's talk a little bit about what has happened from 
the last couple years to now, what's the biggest thing that you're seeing with the Devils? What's the change? Well, I'll tell you the one thing is I, I think last year when you first came on board, right, and first off, it's cool that you were there last year when the struggles were evident and not hopping on board this year with the good start. So kudos to you and to the Devils fan nation that welcomed you with open arms because uh, there's always room in the Devils family for more people to support the club. We're, we're very open and inclusive. And come on, man, uh, the, the ride is just starting now uh, back to where we were great for so many years, and, and we're just starting that ride again. At any rate, I think last year you would have seen some of the signs that are shown this year. Uh, I think last year we expected that the team was starting to mature. The Heishers and the Bratz and the Hughes were coming into just the start of their prime. They had acquired Dougie Hamilton in free agency. Uh, they thought that goaltending was going to be good enough to get them close to a playoff spot, if not to a playoff spot, and that at the end of the season, fans would leave going, oh, my goodness, all the hype in the previous few years is real. Next year is going to be terrific. But because of goaltending issues and some injuries, the team fell flat on its face, and we were left scratching our head. So I think this is really the, the – it hasn't been linear, but I think this is the progression that people expected. But unfortunately, all those issues came into play last year. So what's happened is these guys are tired of losing. They've got talent. They've been around the, the league now six years or five or four. That's long enough to figure it out. They've matured physically. And Tom Fitzgerald has added. Uh, he had a terrific summer. It, it, it wasn't the summer uh, where the Devils won it, uh, as they did two summers ago with uh, signing Dougie Hamilton and where in previous years they had the first overall pick. But Tom did a very good job of patching some holes in areas where the Devils needed help, not only with skill on the ice, but also with some determination and grit on the ice. And the Devils' goaltending has been solid. So it's all added up to what we're seeing so far. Uh, another conversation that I've been having is about the draft picks and hitting on your draft picks, which is hard to do. And the Devils have had top picks and they've hit on them. And we're already seeing the fruits of, of that. We're already seeing these young guys, like you mentioned, come into their own. And uh, that bodes well for the future. So, I mean, for me coming in, I kind of missed all of that, right? I, I wasn't paying attention uh, while they were stacking these draft picks. I'm coming in now and seeing these guys as pros, seeing these guys as stars. Uh, what would you say to new fans that are coming in about these draft picks that they hit on, uh, Jack Hughes and Mercer and some of these other guys? Like, What is it about these young kids, and what is it about the, the Devils organization just knowing uh, who to pick? Well, you know, the fact is nobody wants to be picking on a regular basis with uh, the first overall choice, but that's what befell the Devils. And I think in the first couple of years of Nico Heischer's start and Jack Hughes' start, because they weren't Connor McDavid, who has otherworldly speed, and he just burst out of the starting gate and announced his arrival after be, being selected first overall by Edmonton. And they're not Sidney Crosby, or they're not Alex Ovechkin. They're not that type of a player, but they do have innate skills that just take a few years to develop. And so combine the losing with their relatively slow starts. I think people were disappointed and said, well, did, did the Devils really get the top player, for instance, in the 2017 draft? Kale McCarr won a Stanley Cup last year. He was a Norris Trophy winner. Uh, he was selected fourth while he should went first. But the Devils saw that they did have 
two supremely talented players. And now we're seeing it. Since the All-Star break of last year, uh, continuing into this year, he sure is over a point per game. Uh, he wins face-offs. He plays defensively. He's an incredible leader. And, oh, by the way, he's only 23 years of age. So they, they won that spot. Uh, Jack Hughes, he's over a point per game, having a year that probably is not up to his standards. Uh, he's not scoring the way he would hope. You know, he forces things at times, and yet he's still over a point per game. So they've done well with the first overalls, and then they've been able to make some deals. You know, they get the 20th overall pick, which or 18th overall pick, excuse me, in the 20 draft, which they turned into Dawson Mercer, and they got that in the Taylor Hall trade. Well, that, that's a pretty good pickup. And they've got a defenseman who is soon going to be on the scene. He's right now uh, mostly a healthy scratch, Kevin Ball, but – you know, they, they were able to turn deals like that into real usable players. I don't think we thought Dawson Mercer would be as good as he's turned out to be. Uh, his hockey IQ, his sense, his smarts is, is off the charts. He's only 21, and yet he never panics. Now, he's got a little work to do defensively, but he's chipping it with goals. He's put out on the penalty kill. He's an all-situation type player. And again, he's young. He just turned 21. Can just buy, can just buy an adult beverage uh, in the Garden State or in New York. So, you know, they've done well there. And then, like a lot of teams, you have to get some luck, right? I mean, Jesper Bratz, the sixth-round pick, if they, they re did his draft, he'd be a first-round pick without a doubt. But, you know, the Devils saw his skill level. He was disappointing in some tournaments that draft year, and so that's why he dropped, and he's not the biggest guy. But they saw some skill, and to his credit, he's turned that hurt. He even admitted the other day, in speaking with Chico Resch, my broadcast partner, myself, uh, during, I think it was an intermission, it might have been post-game, but at any rate, he said, yeah, you know, I want to prove people wrong. I, I think I should have gone higher. Uh, I didn't, but I want to show that I'm better than a sixth-round pick. And they did the same thing in uh, getting a fifth-round choice like Yegor Sharangovich, who, you know, scored over 20 goals last year and is on a similar pace this year. So they've done a lot of good things draft-wise. They've identified stars. They've identified Devils players. And by that, I mean both Ray Shiro, who was the one who selected Nico Heischer, you know, and Tom Fitzgerald, who has taken over, want guys with high hockey sense, high IQ, and a great compete level. And those guys fit into that. There's just a, a foundation for the future. I love the young energy. I love that young fans can get into this team and the uh, hope for this team to get into the playoffs and then make a run at the Stanley Cup, it's its already there. And I think it's been there for years now. Uh, I knew of Martin Brodeur, Marty Brodeur. I don't know if anybody can't know uh, the legend that is. And he was just named VP of Hockey Ops. I know he'd been working with the Devils. I remember when I, when I went to the game last year, they presented me with my own jersey. And uh, he had a hand in, in helping put together that jersey. Uh, let's speak a little bit about, you know, bringing the past and him being a legendary figure on the ice, and now him still being in the organization but being elevated to vice president of hockey operations. Well, Keith, you bring up a great point because one other thing the Devils did this year, and I'll get back to Marty in a second, is they brought in Sergey Breland as an assistant coach. Now, he had been in the system but working in the American Hockey League, either at Binghamton or Utica, and this year he's with the parent club. And he won three Stanley Cups. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about the Brodeurs and the Stevens and the Danicos and the Niedermeyers, the guys who 
also won three cups, but Sergey was right there on those teams playing a different role. But you bring in players who experience those highs and display the pride of the franchise, which had been tarnished a little bit, and it happens. You go through rough years. But they're there to tell these players that those banners are not so far out of reach. And those banners, those championship banners mean something. And wearing the devil's sweater and wearing the devil's colors means something. And so when you see players like that, and Ken Danik goes around all the time working on the TV side, when you see players like that are around and they reinforce what it means to be a New Jersey devil. So Marty Brodeur comes in. You know, we don't have to run through his resume. We know what it is, how great he was. He's taking on a little bit of a different role. He had been involved more on the business side, but as he was exploring his post-playing career, he wanted to get a taste of everything. And after a few years with the organization, he said, you know what, I think I want to land on the hockey side fully. He was always a voice that was heard, but now this formalizes it. It's a multi-year extension, so we're happy that Marty's going to stick around for a long time. And I think what you're going to see is he is going to focus more on the goaltending side. Not that he won't have a say in a trade for a forward or a D-man, but they've got a pretty good setup now. They've rearranged the goalie development process over the last couple of years where Scott Clemenson is the overseer, and then they make sure that through all levels, both at the NHL level on down to the ECHL, there is contact with Devils representation and someone that the goalies can talk to for work. There's a goalie coach down at the AHL. And so Clemmer oversees all that, but now you've got Marty on top of that all with his ideas and his thoughts. And so I think you're going to see some really innovative things on the goaltending side because for many years, I won't say going back to Marty's time uh, because Jacques Caron was his longtime coach and he was terrific, but there was always a sense with goalies like they were a part of the team, meaning separated, not a part of the team, but apart from the team. And so it was like, yeah, you guys go down there and, do your thing, and we're going to talk to the forwards and defensemen here. We've seen how critical goaltending is to any team's success, more so than ever with 32 teams in the league. It's hard to find 32 good goaltenders. Now you're trying to find really 64 because you need a good backup. So Marty's going to help in that area. And he's around a lot. He'll be around more, and it's always good to see him. Yeah, that's something I heard when I was coming in from buddies of mine. Like, oh, the Devils got to find a goalie when the Devils find a goalie. And uh, going into this year, they've been able – to win one goal games like they're on this winning streak and in this win streak there's a lot of games just their last few games have been decided by one goal and they're a team that refuses to lose they have the will to win and what have you seen watching these games calling these games about their will to win never say die if it takes overtime get it done uh if they're down being able to come back i mean i really enjoyed that oilers game um you you already mentioned Connor mcdavid you know, not knowing too much about hockey last year, you know who that is, and you know who the Oilers are. And I actually watched the game where they come back, they scored a goal to tie it, and then right away they score the goal to take the lead. It was amazing to watch. What is it about this team? There's like a grittiness about these young guys. Never say die. They're never out of it. Yeah, those goals are seven seconds apart, setting a team record. And by the way, just a quick shout-out, Edmonton is coming back. Uh, to play the Devils on the 21st. That game was in Alberta, of course, but on the 21st of this month, uh, Edmonton comes to Prudential Center, and I know there's more of a buzz. I could sense it on Tuesday and Thursday, and I think tomorrow's going to be a great crowd as well. The fans are 
really embrace this club in the winning. So I'm not saying you can't wait, but if you haven't gotten tickets, get them for that game because uh, it's his only visit to Prudential Center. Boy, what a, I, what a joy he is to watch. I'm man. in there tomorrow. I'll definitely be there cool. tomorrow. And Monday, I looked at that game, but I'm the nighttime host, so I'll probably be on air I, I Monday. Know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate when work gets in the way, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's part of it, you know. No, there's no question. Well, for the fans out there, if you can't join Keith or, or Keith can't join us, <laughs> excuse me, uh, get some tickets because McDavid – will be in town. So th- this is a different, a different Devils team. And Keith, it doesn't matter what sport it is, football, baseball, basketball, or hockey. You start to win, and you're, you're suddenly more confident than ever. But the Devils have a poise that they haven't had the last couple of years. And that goes back to some of the changes that Tom made over the summer. He brought in John Marino from Pittsburgh. Defensively, Brendan Smith has brought some grit on the back end. They're just better defensively they made some changes to the assistant coaches and that has had a help uh, as well but they would not be on this winning streak last year uh, they wouldn't have beaten Colorado they shut them out a couple of weeks ago one nothing they took a penalty in the final minute goalie is pulled they've got to kill a six on four against the defending Stanley Cup champs yes they were missing some key pieces but there's still a lot of talent on that team and I'm telling you Having seen this team for a long time, and especially the last few when they've struggled, there would have been a goal scored. And an exciting one nothing. can we win this game, would have become a 1-1, let's go to overtime. And maybe or maybe not, the Devils would have pulled it out in OT or in the shootout. And what should have been a thrilling night would have ended in a little bit of a sense of disappointment. They were not winning the tight games last year. They now have the ability not only to come back, but to shut teams down. So it, it's a, an entirely different mechanism. And the joy is they're doing it, and I know this is an old saying, and it kind of, you know, you roll your eyes when you hear it, but really, you know, there are no passengers here. I was looking at the numbers as I was preparing for tomorrow's game, and, you know, the top line, the Heesha line, scored 13 goals, but the next line has nine, and then there's another line with nine. Uh, and even what's technically the third line, they still have seven goals. So they're scoring, the D is scoring, and the goaltending has been good. So everyone has had a role in this, and uh, you know the train's just rolling, man. It's, it's awesome to see. But it, it's a different team that believes in itself. They are tired of the losing. Miles Wood said that after the first two games, like, hey, I'm tired of being on a bad team. Now he backtracks that I should have said, I'm tired of being on a non-playoff team. But you know what he meant, Nico Heesh, when he came back and they lost the first game, said, hey, I'm tired of losing. They all are, and uh, they're just they're just fueled by the success they've had. Good, good. It's all about winning, right? And uh, Amen. I, I think they're going to win a lot more, and I'm looking forward to when they face the Rangers on the 28th and then right back again to Madison Square Garden on the 12th. I've never been to the Garden to see the Rangers, and when I made my decision to be a Devils fan – my friends that are Rangers fans started giving it to me. I'm like, what's going on, guys? Relax. Like, oh, you made the wrong decision. And I guess there's a little rivalry here. Can you fill me in on this rivalry between the Devils and the Rangers and uh, why it's so hostile? Well, sure. I mean, proximity is part of it. Uh, you know, the, the Rangers beat the Devils in the 94 Eastern Conference Finals in seven games. And then, of course, they go on and win the Stanley Cup Championship. You know, and then this young upstart team, the little brother, you know, starts winning championships. And, you know, the Rangers haven't won since 94. So the Devils fans laud that over them. And 
you know, it's just great to, to see both teams in a good position. And here the Islanders are playing well again. And so when they get into with the Rangers, that's another intense rivalry. The, the Devils-Islanders rivalry, probably because they haven't met in the playoffs, is not as intense as Devils-Rangers or Islanders-Rangers. Uh, playoff matchups do an awful lot to create that intense rivalry. But there's no doubt about it. You know, uh, the Devils have lost to the Rangers in the playoffs. <clears throat> Excuse me. They won in 2012. Adam Henrique scoring the overtime game winner to send the Devils to the Stanley Cup final against the L.A. Kings. And, you know, those are the things that set memories and, you know, harden your feelings for the other team and uh, make them even stronger for the club that you're following. So that's what it comes down to, the proximity. And I will tell you, it goes back, honestly, to when the Devils came to New Jersey. They had to pay a huge fee. Dr. John McMullen, the team's first owner, when he moved the club, had to pay a huge fee to the Rangers and the Philadelphia Flyers to come into their territory. And it it annoyed the heck out of him, quite frankly. He wanted to bring a team to New Jersey. He's a Jersey guy, and he absolutely wanted to uh, have something that the state could be proud of. Uh, but he hated that he had to pay so much to get into the boys' club. He did it, and when they won in 95, there was no one more excited. Uh, but that kind of filtered through the organization, those guys over there. And so it really started back in that, in that first season, and it's a great rivalry. And now when both teams are, are in a good spot, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I think someone sent me, maybe it was 94 or 95, Devils versus Rangers, uh, a game to watch on YouTube. I watched a good amount of it, but my biggest takeaway from it was how packed it was and how crazy the fans were. And I'm like, we need that again. We need, we need that environment again. Oh, listen, and, you know, go back to 2012. John Tortorella is coaching the Rangers, and Pete DeBoer is coaching the Devils, and they were just classic matchups, and there were two line brawls at the start of games that you don't see anymore. And, look, I'm a little old school. I think fighting has a place in the game. I'm not such a Neanderthal, though, that I think that bench-clearing brawls should be a part of the game. I guess I'm somewhere in between. But those were intense games, man. Like, you knew something was happening, and, and the puck was dropped. And I think in one case it was two seconds, and the other it was three seconds in. The whistle blew again because there were fights all over the ice. And uh, it, was just, uh, it was just fantastic. And, you know, Pete DeBoer had a great line when uh, Tortorella was upset that the Devils at Madison Square Garden put out their tough line to start for the faceoff. And John was like, well, I had to respond, right? But they're the ones who started it, and that's why this thing broke out the way it did. And Pete said, afterward, when a prize of that, said, well, John doesn't either. He goes, well, John, does John forget that he did the same thing when he played at our place a month ago? So either he's got short-term memory loss or he's a liar. <laughs> like, those <laughs> things make rivalries, right? Yeah. That's great. And now I'm like, all right, now I have, like, tabs open. I've got uh, – the NHL Eastern Conference Finals, Devils at Rangers from 94. I've got 2012 Devils eliminate Rangers in OT. Like, this is the type of stuff that I need for, like, homework and research that I missed. Like, I didn't live that, but I can go on the Internet, watch it to get up to speed. I'm so excited to come to the game tomorrow. I'll, I'll be at the Rock. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll be able to find you. I'm sure they have you somewhere where you're away from people. But I'm just excited to go see the Devils as they go for win number nine in a row, first place team. It, it couldn't come at a better time for me because I need a, a break from the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Yankees. 
Well, last thing I'll say, or two last things. There's a book written by a, a good friend of mine, Rich Sher, who covered the Devils from their beginning, every game until he retired from the Star Ledger. And he wrote a book called The Twenty uh, the History of the New Jersey Devils. Uh, it's the, it was the 25 years that were celebrated. It's a great book. That'll tell you a lot about the history in the beginning. If you want to check that out, The History of the New Jersey of the Devils in New Jersey by Rich Cher, C-H-E-R-E. And the other thing is, no, they don't keep us away from the fans. Chico and I love it. We are behind the benches, uh, right behind the last row. So please stop by. People stop by all the time for pictures and autographs and complaining and cheering. So we're out there. We're we're people of the people. So Keith, please stop Good. by. Good. Me too. Well. I will. I will come by and see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining me tonight. This has been great. Uh, Keith, my pleasure, man. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Awesome. Thanks. Let's go. De- Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Argue about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Let's go! This is how we do it. Friday night on the fan. Keith McPherson checking right back in. Let's get to the phones and take your calls before I welcome my next guest. Programming alert. At 11 o'clock, Jeremy Goldstein will join me ahead of the Cortica Jug. He's on the Ithaca side. A young man that uh, I'm very proud of, and uh, I'm glad I get to bring him in. I was trying to figure out how to do some type of promo for that tonight, uh, how to talk about Ithaca versus Cortland, and uh, Jeremy Goldstein will be on the call for the Ithaca side tomorrow at Yankee Stadium. 
and uh, we'll catch up a little bit on air, and uh, he'll fill you in on what you need to know, and we'll do that at 11 o'clock. But right now, let's get back to the phones, 877-337-6666. Tyler, in Sayreville, you're first up. What's up? Yo, what's going on, Keith? How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, man. I, I'm, I just got out of work. I work at a restaurant, and I turn on the fan just to listen to, you know, I love listening to you guys, especially you, your show. And I'm like, no way they're talking about the Devils. I live and breathe this team, man. And I'm like, you guys never talk about the Devils. And I understand, you know, we're like the little brother of the metro area. But it's so cool hearing us on the radio. And, yeah, man, I'm so excited about the team. I was there last night, and that crowd was, man, they were jumping up and down. Those bleachers were rocking, man. It was so cool last night. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you turn on the fan. And you hear some Devils talk. That's by design. That's my intention, right? When I chose yeah. the Devils, and really the Devils chose me, uh, I said, we're going to be talking about the Devils on WFAN. And as I learn more, I'm going to do that more. And it was great to have Matt check in. Matt Lachlan checked in. And I'll be checking in with him tomorrow. Um, I'll, I'll go see him in the arena, and I'll be at the game. I'm, I'm super excited for it. I'm so pumped. I, I can't really put into words how excited I am to go back and support this team as they've won uh, eight games in a row, looking for nine in a row in first place. And, you know, fans like yourself calling WFAN excited about it just makes it even more worth it. For sure, man. We got to get some credit for the Devils. You know, we're when you joined, you know, we weren't that good, but the future was looking bright, and now it's starting to pay off. Really early, I know, I know, I know. I got, I got some it's jokes. Hard, People are like, you picked, you picked the worst team out of the three, and I'm like, oh. yeah, I don't listen to them, man. They're all <laughs> Rangers fans, Flyers fans. Don't listen to them, man. You picked a good team. You picked Jersey's team, and that's what it's all about, man. Yep. But uh, I just wanted to say real quick, man, about the Devils Rangers. I was born in 2000, but I know most of the history. So, like Maddie was saying, when we came, we had to pay that stupid fee to the Rangers and the Flyers. And we still don't forget about that. Like, the diehards, we know that we had to do that. But it just, it pleases me, man. Rangers won 94, and my dad, who's also a big fan, he was absolutely gutted that we lost that. We lost two straight games, game six and game seven. And after Messier guaranteed the win and we lost, my dad was just so down. And then to come back the next year, win the Cup, 2000, win the Cup, 2003, win the Cup. I mean, it's just been, for him, it's been pretty good. I wasn't even, I was like three years old for those early cups, man. So I didn't really get to experience it, but. This is your team now. This is your time now. Yeah. And for the longest time, we were dominating the the playoff series. And then in 2008, they beat us. And then ever since then, it was kind of murky. But 2012 will forever be like my favorite year just because we knocked them out to go to the freaking Stanley Cup final, man. And that day, I will remember that day for the rest of my life. So, yeah, the rivalry runs deep. And whenever there's a game at the Prudential Center, I mean, recently it's been pretty bad, like 80% Rangers fans to 20% Devils fans. So I'm really excited to go back this year. Hopefully it's like, you know, hopefully we have more fans than them. But, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, I just wanted to throw my uh, two cents in about the rivalry, man, because it's a real, you know, tough rivalry. Thanks for the call. Great call, Tyler. That makes me smile. It makes me happy, right? Someone's getting out of work. Devils fan turns on WFAN, probably has their car just set on 1019 FM, and they're not expecting a Friday night drive home and Keith McPherson talking to Matt Lachlan about the Devils and the excitement around these young players and this team winning. And, uh, yeah, tomorrow I'll be in there. So I'll have more to report on that next week, and hopefully the Devils win nine in a row. 
And uh, I know I'll have a good time. That's not in question. Let's go to Miriam. You know Miriam knows her puck. Miriam in Forest Hills on the fan. Go for it, Miriam. Well, this is the 50th anniversary of the Islanders, and I'm very proud of them. And unfortunately, one of the games the Islanders lost was to, to the Devils 4-1. to one. That's what after they got beat twice by Florida. But since then, they're doing pretty good. And hopefully, you know, we'll have another Devils-Islanders game too soon. Mm-hmm. It'll so, be interesting. What was that? Uh, October 20th, the Devils yeah. handled the Islanders yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty yeah. easily. And then the next time will be December 9th? 9th, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's fun. You know, this is a lot of fun. The Devils used to be... Um, before the Devils, they were somewhere else, and then they got to New Jersey, and it was a lot of fun having three teams now. And but you guys have people that I, I think are good. I like, I love Mackenzie Blackwood. I'm sorry that he's hurt. He's one of the best goalies they've ever had. And I like Vanacek. He came back, and you guys are going to play Arizona tomorrow. You're in big trouble. That that team is a bunch of crazy people, and they go all over the place. Good, my kind of party. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, no, you'll love it. You'll see those people are running all over the place. They won two to nothing last night on a power play goal and an empty net goal. Sorokin did not give up an even strength goal, and I'm like, oh boy, wait till tomorrow. You'll see. It'll be fun. Yeah, <laughs> you'll love every good. minute. Good. You'll love every minute. It's fun. Hockey's a fun thing, you know. It is. I'm already having fun just learning. And I was telling Paulie, oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, it's give me a stuff. year, man. Give me a year of watching and going it's to games right. and reading and talking, and just I'll get up to speed. How it goes, and it works. It's a lot of fun. Think about Have you ever seen how a knock hockey game goes? Have you ever seen knock hockey? Mm-hmm. Have you ever played? Mm-hmm. All right. So think about knock hockey on ice. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah, I used that to play way. that in camp. I used to play knock hockey in camp back in the day. Yeah, that's right. It, it's like <laughs> that, except it's on ice and there's more room and, uh, and you have more players. Yep. But it's lots of fun. And I love it. it. It's great for me. I love it. I've been doing it ever since I was, I don't know how old, and I've been an Islanders fan since they started in 1972. Yep, it's your favorite sport, and I I know you from calling my show and hearing you call yeah. other shows. You call in to talk hockey on the fan. There are oh, people fun, that care yeah. about hockey. Because because hockey, you see, is imported sport. It's not really American. It's from Canada. So it's the imported sport, and we have to wait to have our time. Because in the middle of, you know, when hockey starts, there's still football going on, and there's still baseball going on. So we have to wait. Uh, the best time for hockey is actually January, February, March, because that's when no one else is there. Mm-hmm. You know, but you'll love it. You'll love it. You'll, you know, you'll do the Let's Go Devil Chairs like I do the Islanders, and it's fun. You'll love every minute. You'll get, I get, well, I got souvenirs. I got uh, hockey sticks, and I got hockey pucks that said USA and Islanders and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, they hooked and me up can... last time. I had the foam finger. I mean, they they made me my own personalized jersey. I'm yeah, definitely going to grab some stuff tomorrow, too. Yeah, you'll love it. it. It's fun, and you get to meet the play. I met, I met you know, I, under hockey players. In fact, um, Peter Lovulette was the coach when I went. Now he's now he's coach in Washington. And Michael Pecker, who I met, is one of his assistants. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. You'll get to see a whole bunch of people. And I know who Matt Lachlan is. And you know who, who used to do his games is Sherry Ross. I don't know where she is now, but she was one of the first women to do sports. She and Susan Waldman. 
Do you know that? Have you ever met Sherry Ross? No, I haven't, but I'm learning, you, you know, learning more stuff. I'll look her up. I got Google in front of me right now. Thanks for the call, Miriam. Just made me think of something, and I know we got to go to break, Paulie, but that's something else that I liked about hockey. The Devils game I went to last year, you just have access. You're like, one, I didn't even think about why it was cold in there, but I liked that it was cold in there. I'm like, it's freezing in here, and I was layered up. I'm like, this is cool. It's, it's like a real feeling. But then at the end of the game, the players came back out, and fans were coming down, and they were giving them their, their sticks, their gloves. I'm like, that's a ridiculous access to the players like i don't know i like stuff like that um that's something that you know you could pay twenty dollars and get into a game but then leave with you know your favorite player's glove or stick or something like that keith mcpherson on the fan i gotta take another break but i'll be right back your official station to talk jets the fan 1019 fm and always live on the free odyssey app download it today Hey, it's that bouncer right there, that LL. Who do you love? Lounging. Keith McPherson lounging at the station down in Tribeca. You're listening to WFAN on a Friday night. I've got about another hour left. My guy Jeremy Goldstein joins me at 11 to talk about the Cortica jug, but I'm going to take a couple calls right now. Probably only have time for one call right now. Let's go to young Silas in Nyack, New York on the fan. Silas, what's up, man? Good. How about you? You know, hosting, holding it down, having a good time. All right. So I want to hear your opinion on the Astros firing of James Click and whether you think the Yankees should hire him. Well, the Yankees have a guy named Brian Cashman who's their permanent GM. So maybe if he's looking for an assistant GM, which I think uh, Michael Fishman is the assistant GM, they might need an assistant to the assistant GM. Yeah. In my open, I said, okay, why not? interview that guy why not try and hire that guy he may know something that could help you defeat the team that he's leaving the the team that just won the world series with him but didn't want to pay him and didn't want to extend him for a long period of time like why not call that guy up and see how he's feeling or what he's thinking and i don't think they're going to hire him as uh you know a decision maker but if he wants to take a lesser role and come to new york and be with the new york yankees i think that's something the yankees should explore that's something the yankees I- should do. I read something. On, I read something on Twitter today that they said he, he's probably mad because uh, Crane didn't want to give him more years. He's probably mad. Jim I think he walked Crane, right in here. The crook of all crooks. Something's fishy yeah. about that. I bet he's mad too. They just won the World Series. They just had a parade, and he worked all year to help them get there. And then he probably wanted some more money and some more years. And they said, "Nah, we don't value that much. So you can go." Yeah. And uh, switching gears for a second, what do you think the Bills' chances are against the Vikings with Josh Allen probably out? I think the Bills' chances are better than people realize. I feel like the Bills, after losing to the Jets, are going to be hungry to get a win. I feel like the Bills are not going to lay down Case Keenum against his former team, the Vikings. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder. And Case Keenum is a serviceable backup. He started in this league uh, in college, he broke records, and uh, they're they're at home. So, I mean, the Vikings, I think, are are borderline like not as good as their record. I don't want to take that away from them, though. Like, I don't, you know, they have Justin Jefferson, they have some guys on that defense, they have Dalvin Cook, but I think they can get beat too. So, 
There's a chance. I, I know Josh Allen gets all the attention because of how great he is running and throwing the ball, but don't count Case Keenum out and don't count their coaches out. Maybe they come in with a game plan for Case Keenum to go throw the ball, and maybe they run the ball. They traded for Naeem Hines. Maybe we see Naeem Hines. I think the Bills can uh, get a win against the Vikings. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think they're going to be able to compete without Josh Allen. If I remember correctly, uh, Case Keenum went 11-3 down the stretch a couple of years ago. He's not a bad quarterback. Nope. I think the Bills have a better chance. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he went 11-3 and or what his record is. I just remember the year with the Vikings. I mean, they were in the Final Four that year. The Eagles beat the Vikings to go to the Super Bowl. They were a game away from going to the Super Bowl with Case Keenum. So I think he's a serviceable mm-hmm. backup, and I think he can come in and, and – move the ball and get the job done. I don't know if they'll beat the Vikings, but I think they're going to compete. I don't think it's a guaranteed loss because Josh Allen can't go. Do you think that Japanese players, the Yankees have been looking at the guy with the 422 OBP would actually have a chance of signing with them? Yeah, and I think he might be a good option for them. I think that money, like, I think that might be a good option for him. I'm not sure how much money he'll command. His name is Masataka, Masataka Yoshida. And I'm just already getting the Masahiro vibes. I, I came in today. I was like, Masa part two. I don't know. Thanks for the call, Silas. Keith McPherson on the fan. Got to take a break. When we come back, Jeremy Goldstein will join me. He's from Ithaca. He's calling the game in Yankee Stadium tomorrow. The Cortica Jug. We'll talk about that when we come back from this break. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.